Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. In about 20 minutes, Dave Sproul covers Iowa State for KASI in Ames. The Cyclones play on KASI in Story County. We talk college football to start the hour, by the way. Also this hour, we will give you an opportunity to win Claxon's Barbecue. And uh, Trent and I have our picks before we skedaddle on out of here. We've got a lot of games to get to. We've got to go on the record with the SEC, dot, dot, dot. Bama, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Bama, Bob, um, just real quick, we didn't have any time last week to opine or to forecast. Are we going to see a game that we normally see in the SEC championship? Bama, who wins the East? I'm going to go with Florida, Ken. Okay. I, I just, I, I think, you know, Georgia lost a lot of talent. I know they're in their – listen, Kirby's got it going. They're sort of in the reload versus rebuild stage. I just like what Mullen has done over there, Kyle Trask. I think the schedule is a little more manageable, maybe. Um, I, I think it's just all going to come down to, you know, who wins the cocktail party again mm-hmm. this year. And, and I, I just think Florida – I don't know. I like Florida out of the east. If, if not Florida, certainly Georgia. But I, I, I'm just – I'm going to go with the Gators. You're on like record – for yep. with the well, Gators defense too. Trent? Yep. Love the cornerbacks that Florida has. I'm a Kyle Trask fan. Yeah. I am also jumping. So, wow. it was the first SEC championship we saw Alabama Florida. We will see it again in 2020. That's where I'm going. What do you got, Ken? Well, I want my Wildcats to get in. Kentucky? <laughs> They're not going to. Yeah, I'll, I'll be different. I, I could see Florida, uh, Alabama. I'm with it. What about uh well, you know what we'll get to when we get to those games. I just don't see uh LSU I hope they do. I love when LSU and Alabama mean something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see if it does. So let's get into the slate of games, fellas. And we're going to start with uh, one of those games and the team that you both think is going to win uh, the East. We'll see Lane Kiffin squad for the first time. Old Miss. Will they even be anybody in the Grove? Do we know? There's not. There's no. nobody there. No. I heard uh, Chris Yeah, Felica I don't think there's part- any fans in Mississippi. Yeah, there part are of the game day. SEC venues, but not in SEC. Not in Mississippi, I don't believe. They said uh, they already have some of their Ugh. B-roll ready with nobody in the Grove. Eesh. How sad that's going to be. Bama, I've talked to so many people in the South that say, yeah, there's great tailgate scenes. Neyland Stadium's cool because of the water, mm-hmm. but... There is something different about being at the Grove and Ole Miss. It is an incredible backdrop there. Have you been to Ole Miss for a game? I have not been to the two stadiums that I have not been to that really matter are are Ole Miss and Athens, and they are on the they were on the bucket list for this year, but that's not going to happen. So we'll put them on the bucket list for next year and hope the bucket doesn't before that happens. Yeah, I got there when I f- covered the Liberty Bowl three years ago when Iowa State was yeah. there. It's like 90 miles b- between Memphis and uh, I went there. And the yeah. town square is spectacular. It really is. Oxford, Mississippi is a really cool place. So walked through the Grove. It's, there was nobody there. Of course, the students were out uh, over Christmas break, but it's cool. Yeah, I would argue um, to me it would be LSU or Ole Miss. I mean, there's just absolutely nothing like LSU for a night game and a tailgate. I've been there twice. And the 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 food that is being prepared <laughs> in the parking lot, the atmosphere, uh especially for a night game as, you know, they you know, they imbibe during the day. I mean it's there 
to me, there's nothing like LSU anywhere, um, but Ole Miss, you know, might be a close second. We've got seven games, guys. We've got 11 minutes left. Let's go. Uh, what about the game, Bama? What about Florida and Ole Miss? You both like Florida. Lane Kiffin's going to have uh, Ole Miss. The Rebels will be fired up for this one. Is it close? How do you see it? No, I, I like Florida. I think the line's 13 and a half. I would lay that. Um, you know, don't don't listen to me. If you've listened to me the last couple weeks, but. I just think too much, too much firepower, too much on defense. Really, I, I think Kiffin might try to. You know, he's got uh, John Reese Plumley as his quarterback. He's a good I think player. He might actually use a. He is a good player. I think he might use a rotation. There's a freshman that they've mm. got, redshirt freshman. Um, I think he may try to. You know, throw a wrinkle in that way. I, listen, I just think, I think Florida's too good. I think they're too good on defense. I. I Ole Miss is going to, ha- I think, going to have to score some points. So I-, I just like Florida in this one. Maybe they keep it close for a quarter and a half, maybe even at halftime. But I-, I just, if this game is competitive, and I mean within two scores in the in you know late third, early fourth, I'll be surprised. Hope it happens, but I'll be surprised. Trent, same kind of way. Yeah, yeah. I-, I think this is just the right side here. Excited to be Kiffin. Dude's a good coach. Yeah, there's yes a lot that comes along with it. Guy knows how to coach offensive football here. I just don't think he has the horses to keep up. All right, we see the Pirates for the first time. Mississippi State takes on the defending national champs. Trent, how do you see this one? Good defense. LSU has lost so much off that Every championship year. game. It's a big number, too. If I had to make a bet, I think I'd be grabbing the number here with Mississippi State. Yeah. They got a quarterback. Costello comes in from Stanford. He'll be able to throw it around. Well, He's I a, forgot that he yeah. was there. Yes. So they got a quarterback, yeah. and you got a quarterback. He got a chance. I'll grab the points of Mississippi State. Bama? I was, I'm staying away from this one just because LSU's lost so much. I think the, the crowd not being, and it's really a shame for LSU if you think about it because this should be, this wouldn't be the opening game, but you know, this is their first game after they've won a national championship and they're really not going to be able to, to have the 90,000 plus mm-hmm. in the stadium to, to really enjoy it like they should. Um, uh, you mentioned Costello. Listen, Le- Leach is facing an uphill challenge. He's a good coach, but he's going to really – I think he's going to have to change the way that he coaches um, to have any chance of success. When when Mississippi State's been good uh, back in the Prescott days most recently, they've been physical. They've had really good defense. That really has not been a trademark of any Mike Leach team anywhere he's been. We'll see if he can do it here. I mean, it's just a grind. Now, not only in his own state with Kiffin, but you're going Alabama and LSU aren't going anywhere. Right. Um, I, I'm staying away from this one. Fourteen, fourteen players off the championship team drafted. Fourteen. Unreal. And then, and now they're replacing you know Jamar Chase and 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 the the big and Chavin, the big defensive tackle. Not to mention Burrow. So. LSU. If I if I had to bet, I'd, I'd lay the points. I'm not. I'm staying away from this one just because there's so much LSU has lost. We'll get back to the SEC in a minute, Bama. Let's start with you. As uh, Spencer Rattler, we saw him in in a tune-up. Uh, a conference play begins in the Big Twelve as well. K State's had a bunch of positives. They've been start practice, stop practice, start stop type of thing. I, I don't know, Climbing, I think he's the right guy there. But can can they keep yeah. it closer? Does Oklahoma lay one on him? No, I think this this is a this is one of those games I think that Oklahoma has a tendency to, you know, really not run up the score, but I mean they're just loaded. I really do I like Rattler. We talked about it. I know they didn't play the the competition wasn't great. Was it southeast Missouri, whoever they played? Kansas State losing Arkansas State at home. Um and then you just mentioned I mean this is just this is one of those COVID games, guys. Mm-hmm. I mean it's just like you said, start, stop. 
position groups thin. Uh, you know, are they going to be able to field a team? Yeah, but how we can? I, I don't know. On the road, I know it's twenty eight. I'm grab. I would. I would lay those. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I just. I don't see Kansas State being able to hold this close off what we've seen in week one. And then, as you said, just everything that's going on around that program, it, it does get demoralizing after a while. It's really mentally draining when you have to go through all this stuff. Yeah, we talked Monday, Trent, that the K-State, will they have will they be able to play? There was talk out there that this might be one of those ones. Uh, the guest postponed. Did they keep it close? I don't think so. I, I think Oklahoma's obviously going to have the attention after what happened last year. I expect them to come out there and just absolutely steamroll climbing and company. Don't see this one being a good one. You know, let's stay in the Big 12, guys, before we get back to the SC. Um, Oklahoma State was they, this is not good. No, this was not a good win on no. the trend. We'll start with you, West Virginia, Oklahoma State. We both watched the Oklahoma State last week and came away honestly. I did. I'm wanting more. Mm-hmm. This is the third best team in the Big Twelve. Didn't look like it last week. Will they this week? I, I think they're going to look a lot better. And regardless of Sanders, whoever's out there at the quarterback position, they're going to be probably back to the team. Just think of what they did late in the game. They finally gave the ball to Chuba, mm-hmm. and oh look. They actually moved the football <laughs> right. when they gave it to their All-American running back. That's going to be the game plan again this week. I think West Virginia is going to be able to score. I think it's going to be a good game. I was surprised this was over a touchdown here, but I think we're going to see a good one. This is going to be a fun, competitive game. Maybe one of the best games of the weekend. Bama? I'm sort of leaning with Trent. I think Oklahoma State will be better. This is a tough road trip. I mean, we've talked about it before. When, when West Virginia, there's just no easy road trips for them anywhere. I mean, it's not exactly Lubbock, but I can't imagine that you know, Morgantown to Stillwater is an easy trip. I mean, it's going to take all day to get there and, you know, and all day back. And, listen, they, they look good uh, against Eastern Kentucky, whatever that means. Uh, I'm with I'm with Trent. I mean, if I learned anything, if I'm, you know, Gundy last week is, yeah, yeah, you've got a quarterback. Yeah, you've got a good receiver. And you can be explosive. But, you know, let's – let's how about we start with Shubba? Yeah. You know? right. <laughs> we start – how about we start off the game, you know, and then maybe open up some of the passing game. I think they cover. Um, if I had to, I, I, another game I'm staying away from just because of how they look. You 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 think they're going to be better? They should be better, but you don't know. So, but I, I do think they'll bounce back. And um, it's just such a like I said, tough trip. And I'm I'm feeding Hubbard 25, 30 times this game. I'm I'm going to make them stop my best player before uh, I start chucking around the, the field. All right, Bama, let's get back to the SEC, and we'll start with Bama-Mizzou. I, I think it's going to be a beauty contest in a lot of these games. You mentioned Oklahoma. You think they're you started to say run it up, and you, you stop, but you thought they'd score a lot of points, and, and I'm with you, and I think we're going to see teams that are uh, in conversation for playoffs. If they've got a chance to score late, I think that they're going to try and catch some, uh, catch some eyeballs. Bama-Mizzou. Mizzou is bad. Bama- I think this is going to be ugly. Yeah, I mean, listen, the line that started at 22, it's moved up to almost 28. I'm laying those points. I mean, Alabama's loaded. They got Dylan Moses back, who I think, other than Tua, uh, and even after Tua, I think if they had Dylan Moses, I think they beat Auburn. I think they get in the SEC championship game, and you know, maybe even the playoff. He was that key to them. He's back. They're just loaded on defense. The secondary, which was a weak point last year, is is a year more experience. And these are all guys that you know are five star guys they brought in. Najee Harris is back. Um, Mac Jones. I mean, there's just there's not a lot of weaknesses other than maybe kicking, which is always a weakness at <laughs> Alabama, but that's not going to matter tomorrow. Mizzou is one of those teams again that has just fought the hell out of COVID. 
um, you know, all these positive tests. They shut it down for a while. There was this was this is the only SEC game that I've seen that's really been in peril of not being played. Mm. So I just don't give Mizzou much of a chance at all, even though it's at home tomorrow. How about you, Trent? So six times we've had the college football playoff. Last year was the first time Alabama wasn't among them. Yep. If there's ever a coach and a coaching staff that is prepared to deal with the pandemic and everything going on, it's Nick Saban. They come in, they make their way to Columbia, and they walk out I think just a clubbing, them. just yeah. an absolute demoralizing 49-3 type of game. And I think this yeah, is the I message. Yeah, 55-10, something like yeah. that. I mean, I just don't think it's going to be competitive. I'm with you. Let, let's say uh, the prime timer for the end is we'll finally get to the ACC. Here's a game that I was going to put on the, my sneaky good game, but I wanted to throw it in there. Uh, Kentucky and Auburn. Trent, we'll start with you. As, yeah. as we said last year, what, what do we call this? Um, our weakness? What do we call that? Oh, there was a... Anyways, uh, a team that you normally, you you never watch, but uh, you watch for whatever reason. I watch more of this team than any of the others. Kentucky was my mine team. Mine was Purdue. Yeah, yeah, yours was Purdue, right. Mine's Kentucky. Yeah. It's, um, who's, uh, what do you see about in this game, Trent? You know, I like Kentucky, like what, some of the pieces that they have. I, I root for them, too, because of the Stoops connection. But I don't have a read at all on Auburn. I, I need your help here, Bama. I know they're preseason top 10. Of course, a part of that is we don't Doesn't have Pac-12. Yeah, Pac-12 and Big Ten teams aren't, aren't ranked in there. Help me out. What do you know with Auburn coming into the year? Well, and I think guilty pleasure is a term you're That's it. For. Thank you, Bama. Guilty there pleasure. There you go. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm with you, Trent. I mean, look, they lost so much on defense. And I'm not sure that Auburn is in the reload situation like LSU, Georgia, Alabama. I don't know that they're quite there yet. They lost Davidson and um, I can't remember the other guy um, to the NFL. The, the two big tackles right. are gone. Bo Nix is back. He's got a year under his belt. Um, you know, they they started out with good win over Oregon, faded. I, I don't have a read on them either. I really don't. I mean, other than they've got should have the better talent. You know, their starting running back is probably going to be the guy who was fifth on their depth chart last year, Sean oh, uh, Shivers. He's you know three hundred yards total in his career. Now they're going to have some freshmen that they'll move in and out. Um, you know, look, they'll ha- they are going to have fans at this game up to 17,000, the majority of them students. That may help some. Um, I, I don't, I'm staying away from the line. I think Auburn wins the game, should win the game. Um, you know, Kentucky got Terry Wilson back, who, they, who I think they dearly missed last year um, after that injury in week two at quarterback. They're going to have to throw it, and that's not really his strength. Um, I would take Auburn to win the game. I, I just, I'm with you. I'm, I'm really anxious to see. How good they look, and they they fought COVID too, guys. There's been a big story down here. They've had a lot of you know toppiness with with that uh, with the you know with the virus and everything. So they they they're not going to be as smooth as they are. I don't think two or three weeks. All right, uh, fellas. Last game we're going to look at. Uh, look, a lot of people found college football when with this rivalry, right? Florida State Miami was one of those games that. You're going to watch when you're growing up at some point, and it was so good. And I, Bama, I don't want to say the U is back, but they're getting close to getting back. I mean, they've got some guys. Phillips, 15. Watch him. He's uh, coming off the uh, defensive end on the yeah. left side. They got a kicker with a huge leg. Obviously, King, the, the quarterback. Um, what, is this going to be an entertaining close game, Bama? No. no. Um, the line I see, I don't think it is. The line I see is 11. I would lay those points in a minute. Listen, Florida State's going to be there without their coach. Yep. Um, Norvell is quarantined. He, he's 
positive for the virus. They were off last week. Um, normally you would think, you know, that they, they really kind of turn in a putrid performance against Georgia Tech, only scoring 13 points. They lose that game at home. Georgia Tech then goes and gets waxed by Central Florida. So how good are they really? They really are. You would think, okay, the bye week, we've got a chance to, you know, correct some things, and now your, your coach can't be there around you. And I know he's there virtually and everything else, but that's just not the same. Miami, to me, has been a real surprise. I know it's not murderer's row. It's UAB and Louisville. Um, I really thought Louisville would would test them more than they did last week. That was a really good win. I, I think Miami wins this two touchdowns easily. Florida State still, to me, has a lot of issues. So, um, But you're right. Back in the day, good Lord, this was the game. Yeah. Uh, not so much anymore. How do you see it, Trent? We will uh, talk about this oh, one a little okay. bit more All coming right. up in about 25 <laughs> minutes. Uh, do you have a sneaky good game, Bama Bob? That we I didn't do. talk about. Um, I, I was going to go in the SEC late, um, and I'll leave that for somebody else. I'm going to go 2:30 ESPN Army at Cincinnati. Yeah. Ken. Mm. I mean, yeah. I don't know how good Army is. Yep, it's they a good beat one. Middle Tennessee and Louisiana Monroe, but they beat them 79 to seven. Cincinnati is a team that has, is being talked about. You know, with the Big Ten and Pac-12 opting out, is maybe they can sneak into the playoff yeah. of all things. I don't know now with with the Big Ten coming back if that's going to happen. Luke Fickle, I think, is a guy that's going to be coaching a Power Five team next year. Um, listen, you know what you're going to get with Army you know, that triple option. Um, so they're going to have to they're going to have to use their formula to win. But that to me, both teams ranked. I mean, again, I know it's it's different this year than most. And Army would have played Oklahoma by now during a normal, you know, season, so which you know we have a better read on them. But I'm going to be tuned into that one. I know it's opposite Mississippi State LSU, but I'm going to be flipping between uh, between those two games tomorrow at two thirty. Sneaky good, Trent Condon. Let's go late. BYU Troy. Oh. Troy's year number two of yeah. Chip Lindsey after he took over for Neil Brown when he went to West Virginia. I think they're going to be a lot better than they were a year ago. Give me that one nine fifteen. We don't get Pac twelve after dark. We'll get some BYU after dark this season, though. All right. I, I'm surprised mine stayed alive. Bama, I thought you were going to take it. You kind of t- tipped it off a little bit. Tennessee, South Carolina, yeah. Muschamp, Pruitt. That should be good. Uh, Bama, literally, we've got 20 seconds. Tennessee going to be any good? I think so. Listen, I was I was really impressed with them last year. They they lost. They looked bad early, but that team never quit. Uh, Jarek Guantanamo, or uh, I can't pronounce the kid's name, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the quarterback, the quarterback. yeah. You've yep. got... Got bench, got called out, stayed with. You know, a lot of kids would have left. He stayed with it. Um, that Alabama game, he made a bunch of mistakes on national television. Pruitt called him out. He stayed with it. He's back. I, to me, that that's the mark of a coach that really has his players uh, bought in and playing for them. I think they're going to be a surprise in the East. I don't think they can win it this year, but I think they're, you know. Those tennis, those games against Tennessee and uh, I'm sorry against Florida and Georgia, I don't think are going to be uh, as uncompetitive or non-competitive as they have been in years past. Tennessee's a good team. Uh, we only went five minutes beyond what we said we not were going to do. That's not bad for us. Bama will that's good uh, for us. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll recap Monday same time. All right, thanks, pal. Have a good weekend. Always enjoy it, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you, Bama Bob. Trent and I going around college football. Uh, Dave Sproul on Iowa State and TCU next. Iowa State, I don't want to say it's a must win. It's a must win. It's a pretty big win. Yeah. Uh, they beat them because Oklahoma's coming to town next weekend. Mm. There'll be fans in the stands, which will be good. Dave Sproul, KASI, uh, joins us next. 1460 KX and 0106. 
Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. Iowa State plays 1230 FS1. The bus has it. Coverage at 10:30 following the game and following the Learfield presentation of the post game. Emery Stonger, Heather Burnside, Heather and Emery on the radio down the hall on WHO for a couple of hours following that Cyclone Sound Off sponsored by Jethro's Barbecue. Dave Sprout, KASI in Ames, the Cyclones play on KASI in Story County. Hello, Dave, Trent, and Ken. How are you? I am fantastic. Looking forward to a full football weekend. I think this is the first time this season that we've had the full high school slate here in uh, this area as well as the and Iowa State game on the same weekend. Jags, Ankeny, uh, the Jaguars from Ankeny uh, play Ames, right? That's yep. Ankeny Centennial, yep, yep. Good. Uh, well, uh, it's good to have everything back, a little normalcy as far as that goes. Cyclones are on the road. Boy, David, feels like a big spot, right? TCU hasn't played this year. Um, Iowa State has had two weeks to this awful taste in their mouth to linger. They've got to be just uh, jumping out of their skin for an opportunity to play a football game. A lot of eyeballs going to be on Brock Purdy, uh, who did not look look like we thought he was going to look in week number one. What do you anticipate Purdy's going to do against the Gary Patterson defense that normally poses a test? Yeah, and TCU is, and Gary Patterson have really hung their hat on defense through the years, but I would expect Purdy to play better, certainly, than he did against Louisiana. It's rare for him to have two bad games in a row uh, for reasons that would be beyond you know physical limitations. So I think he'll be better. You know Whether that's good enough to carry the whole offense, I don't know. Probably not, because I think the receivers are going to have to step up uh, a little bit more and catch some of the passes they dropped against the Raging Cajuns and if Charlie Kohler can get back out on the field, that's going to make a huge difference because that, that might force yeah. a defense that, like Louisiana, went man-to-man on Iowa State's receivers. That might enforce them out of that zone or give them an extra receiver to, to worry about that they wouldn't have to account for otherwise. So that, that could be a big difference for Iowa State, whether Kohler is out there or not. But I, I think Purdy is a guy who he handles these things really well, very even demeanor, very competitive on the field, but he doesn't get too carried away emotionally uh, from one game to the next. And I think he'll be certainly a better quarterback than than you saw against Louisiana. We saw a lot of reliance on Xavier Hutchinson, the Juco receiver. I think, was it 14 targets, something like that he had, and only four catches in the game. A little too much uh, using him as a security blanket. blanket. Getting Kohler back will be a big piece of that, too. But other wide receivers, who do you anticipate can break out? That's a really good question. Uh, I hate to go back to Kohler again, but that's going to be such a huge thing for Iowa State to get him back on the on the field. But, uh, you know, I think guys like Joseph Skates can yeah. really step up, and, you know, he's one of the fastest guys on the team and can maybe make a big play down the field for Iowa State. And, you know, we've seen some other guys who can turn some of the shorter passes into the big plays, and we'll see if Iowa State tries any of that. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, and Purdy is a guy who likes to spread the ball around a lot, so – I would not expect you know one guy to get as many targets as Hutchinson had last week, but we also saw in the last game we also saw Hutchinson's capable of making some spectacular plays. He made a, a leaping grab that you know you, you rarely see that kind of play made in, in coverage like he did. So he, he's definitely a guy who can be a big time weapon for Iowa State. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I want to see Sean Shaw and his uh, his six foot six uh, utilized a little bit more. Uh, we saw Darren Wilson up seventeen make some plays last year. I think there's depth at that receiver position. I'd like to see them, uh, you know, use a little bit more. You mentioned Kohler, and he is a huge, huge weapon. And will or won't he? We won't know until game time. What about the offensive line? What if anything do we know there amongst the walking wounded in particular, uh, both of the guard spots? Yeah, it sounds like a game-time decision, too, for guys like Trevor Downing and Robert Hudson. Uh, Matt Campbell indicated this week that both have been able to get out on the back, on the practice field a little bit uh, in, in recent days, but not really. It doesn't sound like at that point they were full go early in the week. We'll see. I mean, Wednesday and Thursday practices are typically the most telling uh, about when a guy is healthy enough to go, and if that's the case, then, you know, that there'll be a big lift for Iowa State on the offensive line to have those two guys out there. Uh, nothing against you know the other guys who played, but those guys are are different dudes. Mm-hmm. They're they're next level, and even uh, Campbell and some of the other guys have acknowledged that that you know Trevor Downing's a guy who's at another level as an offensive lineman compared to what Iowa State has otherwise. How about the special teams? Not a special Eesh. teams dedicated coach. <laughs> you got to figure they're going to clean it up here. What's Campbell had to say about that? Yeah, you know, he talked a little bit about a, a couple factors that went into that against Louisiana. He mentioned that Iowa State's fairly young, and, and you tend to be younger on special teams because you you mix in more of the backups than you would for you know offense or defense, and so that's a factor there. And there's also that you know practice adjustment that you have during the pandemic and the lead up to the season, and you know there's been the practice schedule, you know, the usual fall camp schedule is very disrupted because there were all these questions about when the season would actually start and you couldn't really go full go in practice until you know when that first game is and you, you make a plan from there. And one of the, the aspects of that probably to suffer the most is, is special teams because you just don't have the time to really work on the finer points of that aspect because, you know, offense and defense are so darn important. But we, we, we know from the Louisiana game that uh, a couple lapses in special teams can make a huge difference. So I'd expect, you know, probably a little more time spent on those aspects and maybe a little more seasoning for uh, the guys who play special teams the last two weeks for Iowa State. Dave Sproul, KASI is our guest. What kind of score do you see in this game, Dave? Is um, is it is the game in the 20s? I mean, both of the, Iowa State's defense is legit. I mean, they really, truly are. I don't think TCU's offense uh, is anywhere. I mean, we don't know. We haven't seen them yet, but I don't think that they're – I just don't think that they're that good. When you talk about offensive league, the Big 12 is. I'm not sure where, where TCU's would rank in that discussion. Uh, TCU's defense, I mean, Gary Patterson's a defensive guy. Their linebacker core is tremendous. couple of safeties outstanding. I, does the winner, I mean, I mean, whoever wins this game, I don't think they get in the 30s. Do you? It would seem unlikely. A first team to 30 would probably be the winner in all likelihood, but I would think upper 20s is probably the most you can expect uh, between these two teams. Uh, and given the fact that there is that uncertainty at quarterback for TCU, it's really hard to see them really racking up a lot uh, on the offensive side. And their defense, like you indicated, can really show up and, and maybe stifle Iowa State a little bit more. But, uh, you know, if it comes down to that, one team trying to outscore the other, I, I got to give the edge to Iowa State because they have certainly a quarterback. They have talent, at least uh, maybe it's unrealized as of yet, but there is talent in the receiving core. And, you know, TCU might be throwing 
three different quarterbacks out there depending on how the game is going. So it's really tough to see an offense really clicking at a high level when you're you're going that way. Of the five games in the Big 12, I'll ask both of you this question. Does this feel like it's got a chance to be the best? I mean, Oklahoma, they should blow out. Texas, likewise. Baylor, even though they haven't played. I mean, we're talking about Kansas. This this has a chance to be the best game of the Big 12 day, Sproul? Probably the most competitive. Yeah. I know it's the, the closest line, you know, in Vegas of the, of the weekend. And, you know, I would think, part of me would think that Oklahoma State and West Virginia has a potential for shootout, but mm-hmm. Oklahoma State does, you know, they, they're returning a lot of defense and they're unsettled quarterback. I, I don't know if Spencer Sanders is going to go. They had the, the Illingworth kid come in and, and make some nice throws late in that uh, game last week. So he might be able to give that offense a lift, but without your, your starting guy there, it makes it uh, that much more difficult. And, Texas, uh, Oklahoma, they're, they're big favorites, uh, as is Baylor. So I think Iowa State TCU definitely uh, would be my favorite to be the most competitive game. And, and you know, what, however you define a good game, this might not be it because it probably won't be a huge uh, shootout or anything. Right. It might not be the most cleanly played game. But it will be close, I would imagine, down to the stretch. Yeah, I think the most competitive game. Yeah. Trent, fair to say? Yeah, West Virginia, Oklahoma State maybe. But I do have a feeling, though, if Iowa State's going to win this game, I think they're going to win it. By a couple of scores. Do you? They're going to win by 10, 14, right in that range. The, the total is 44, which was... Yes. How many times do you see that in a Big 12 no, game? Not very many. Dave Sprouse. <laughs> so, Dave, uh, Campbell goes at, uh, what, 10 after 11 on Monday. He'll he'll do his uh, teleconference with the Big 12 media, and then we'll get you at 11.25. Same time next. Uh, same time on Monday, Dave? Sounds great to me. Good stuff. Thank you, Dave Sprouse. Good weekend. Yep, my pleasure. Appreciate it. Dave Sproul, KASI in Story County. Cyclones play on KASI. So 44 is the new mayor. That's what I was trying to pick his brain about. Because, I mean, I don't see whoever wins this game. 27? Probably. I'm 27-13. Yeah, I could see that. If you think it's going to be a two-score game in Iowa State's favor. I'm going to see if I can find some alternate lines to play with. And instead of just laying two and a half with Iowa State, laying more than a touchdown and getting probably plus money, plus sure. 170. Who offers those? Do you know? William Hill does do from they? time to time. Normally, does, yeah. Normally NFL, but do they in college yes, as well? Yes, they do. Oh, yeah. good. Again, but this early in the season, yeah, TCU tough. not playing. I'm not sure if this game will be one uh, that they have those alternate point spreads. But you know me. I'll be searching Saturday morning. Indeed you will. Well, guess what it's time for? It's time to give four of our listeners an opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. We'll take the first four callers at 284-5966-284-5966. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. Getting a busy signal, we'll have to wait until next week. Claxons and our picks, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO 106. Set up an appointment. All right, well, welcome back. We got a skedaddle yes, here. 1460 do. KXNO 106.3 FM, Claxons 3131. 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. The winner's going to get $35 in Claxons. The runner-up, 25 Bill, Ronnie, John, and Evan. I'll let you know our tiebreaker in advance so you can give this some thought. Total points on Monday Night Football, Baltimore and Kansas City. That's the tiebreaker. Bill is going to go first. Hello, Bill. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing fine, Bill. Iowa State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over TCU. Iowa State. 
Atlanta, three and a half over the Bears. I'm going to go Atlanta. Okay. Uh, Tennessee is on the road. They give two and a half to the Vikings. Tennessee. New Orleans Sunday night is a two and a half point favorite over Green Bay. Where do they play that game? Uh, In New Orleans. I'll take the Saints. All right. Uh, Tiebreaker. Closest without going over. Total points Monday night. 44. Bill, have a good weekend. You too, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Uh, Ronnie is up next. Hi, Ronnie. Hello. Uh, Iowa State's a two-and-a-half point favorite over TCU. Iowa State. Atlanta gives three-and-a-half to Chicago. Atlanta. Tennessee is a two-and-a-half point favorite over the Vikings. Uh, Tennessee. New Orleans is a two-and-a-half point favorite over Green Bay. Saints. Uh, total points, uh, Monday Night Football, Ronnie. Closest without going over. 48. Ronnie, have a good weekend. You too, thank you. Thank you. John is with Miller and Condon. Hi, John. Hi, how are you guys? Doing fine, thank you. Iowa State's a two-and-a-half point favorite over TCU. Iowa State. Falcons give three-and-a-half to the Bears. Take the Bears. Tennessee, a two-and-a-half point favorite over the Vikings. Uh, Tennessee. New Orleans is a two-and-a-half point favorite hosting the Packers. Green Bay. And total points Monday night, John. Closest without going over. 56. John, have a good weekend. Thank you, you too. Thank you. And uh, Evan brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hi, Evan. Hello. Uh, Iowa State is a two-and-a-half point favorite in Fort Worth against TCU. Iowa State. Atlanta gives three-and-a-half to Chicago. Bears. Tennessee, two-and-a-half to the Vikes. Tennessee. New Orleans, two-and-a-half over Green Bay. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. And the total of the points scored on Monday night is the tiebreaker, Evan, closest without going over. 49. 49. Evan, have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to Claxons, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Uh, just real quick, Trent, as we're running out of September, which means farmer's markets are coming to an end. Norwalk goes tonight. They're on uh, 701 Main Street. Uh, Indianola tomorrow, Warren County Fairgrounds. Global Greens over by Drake, 3200 University Avenue from 9 until 1. Uh, Bondurant back in action tomorrow. Uh, Main Street... Uh, you know what? Let me take that back. Main, uh, Bondurant does not have a farmer's market tomorrow, but Ankeny does. Uptown Ankeny uh, tomorrow, farmer's market. Nick Mick, NCMIC sponsors. Let's do it. I have the tee box of two and three weeks, still over 500 on the year. Six and four, we start in the college game. You hear the SEC on CBS Music. I do not have an SEC game, though, this week. We're going to start in the ACC. Louisville makes their way to Pittsburgh to take on a Panthers defense, and finally Narduzzi feels like he has all the pieces there. Saw Louisville, not impressed by them Saturday night. I'll lay the field goal and take Pitt with pick number one. ABC Saturday night, and it doesn't have the same buzz as usual. Florida State, Miami. We've seen a couple of times in the past, though, the U is back. Here they come. This is a different team. A couple of times favored big against Florida State. And they have lost those games outright. I don't think Florida State's going to win this one. I do think the Seminoles are going to look completely different than what we saw in week number one. I'll grab the 12. Give me FSU with pick number two. From the college game, we go to the pros. Ken, I'm grabbing your Broncos. They're covering this one against Tampa Bay. I'll grab the five and a half. Give me Denver in pick number three. The Colts shouldn't be favored against 11.5 against Jackson State. Yet they're favored by 11.5 
against a professional football team. Make your Jets jokes, but grab the 11 and a half here. They don't have to win. They'll keep it close in Indy. I'll take the Jets with my fourth pick and finishing up with my bet of the week. Vegas looked great on Monday night. Just incredible. Short week. Gruden historically terrible on short weeks against Bill Belichick off a loss. This is an automatic play. Lay the five and a half with confidence. Patriots, my final pick. Patriots, Jets, Broncos, Seminoles, and the Pitt Panthers, my picks for week number three. So I have the Miami-Florida State line at 11. Do you have it at 12? We're using 12, or do you want to go 11 and a half? Let's cut it in half. 11 and a half sounds fair. Because I'm on the other side, Trent Condon. Uh, not a surprise. Uh, let's get, uh, you know what, these are the Claxons picks. So I need my picks. Thank God I've lost them. <laughs> Okie dokie. Here we go. All right, I'm going to start uh, in the SEC, Alabama-Missouri. Missouri, I think, might be one of the worst teams in the SEC. I think Alabama might be the best team in the SEC. I believe it's going to be a beauty contest week in and week out. Uh, not all the body of work that we normally would have. I think Alabama's going to go on the road to Columbia and lay a whooping on them. Alabama, 27.5-point favorite. I'm going to lay it. Bama, 27.5. I'll lay you take Bama pick number one. We just settled on an 11.5 point, sp- point spread for Miami, Florida State on Saturday night. It's the primetime affair. I like this Miami team. They've got a quarterback, they've got a defense, they've got a kicker. Florida State, not so much. I'll lay the 11.5, take the U. Not sure they're back, but I'll take them to beat Florida State. Uh, off we go to the NFL. I thought Pittsburgh kind of. Let the foot off the gas a little bit once Drew Locke went down and it seemed like they were going to have no trouble winning the football game. Uh, Bill O'Brien and uh, Houston, not sure how long, much longer that's going to, that marriage is going to last. I'll lay the four and take Pittsburgh. I think they get back or stay in the win column. Might be the third best team in the AFC. I will take them. My lone dog this week is Sunday Night Football. I'm sold on the Packers. I am not sold on Drew Brees. Drew Brees looks like an old quarterback, which he is, but hadn't really looked like an old quarterback until late last year and then into this year. No Michael Thomas. Green Bay is scoring a ton of points. And I get three, and I will take it. My best bet of the week is in the Big 12. Texas Tech began their, began their season with a two-point win over a team that sounds like a high school. Houston Baptist sounds like a high school team. Texas Tech was lucky to beat them. I think Texas, speaking of beauty contest, they're going to come out and they're going to be ready. Sam Ellinger and the Longhorns laying 17.5 in Lubbock. I love that game. In fact, I really like my picks for the first time all year. Trent is a couple of games up. We'll see, Trent Condon. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Uh, wrapping things up, you've got Johnson Waukee tonight. Yep. Replay at 11 o'clock. Of course, Joe Stacy, Josh Luffles, football Friday night. The entire crew, 10 uh, correspondents, even more, will be out across fields in central Iowa. Football Friday night, 6.30 to 11. Trent's game airs uh, at 11 o'clock. Murph and Andy at 2. Fanatics at 4 Saturday morning. I'm out of breath. we got a lot of shows here. Yes, we do. It's a good thing. It is a good thing. Saturday morning pregame, Emery Songer and uh, Sean Roberts. And then Emery and Heather will be on the air on WHO with the Sound Off, Cyclone Sound Off, following the game on WHO. Did I get them all in? Morning Rush on Monday. Morning Rush on Monday. And then Miller and Condon 10 to noon. Have a great weekend. 1460 KXNO.